we have in the parsha that Yosef sent Agolus to Yaakov, and Yaakov sees the Agolus that Yosef sent, but the Chiruach Yaakov of him. So the Shiloh is what was the Seba that all of a sudden he accepted that Yosef was alive and he became Chiruach Yaakov of him. So the Dazakanim is Masber. Rashi says because uh, he was reminded of the Sukya of Egla Rufa that they were learning. Now, this is based on the Dazakanim. The Dazakanim says that when Yosef left Yaakov, so Yaakov was at the time in Hebron, and Yosef is leaving and he's walking down the mountain, and Yaakov accompanies him. So at some point, Yosef says to Yaakov, uh, you know, you're not, uh, you're over 100 years old, you don't have to climb back up the mountain. So Yosef again, so he says, I want to tell you, there's a great mitzvah called Mavoya. And there's a mitzvah to be Milavayu. And I'm being Milavayu, because it's a big mitzvah to be Milavayu. What's the whole Yisait of the mitzvah being Milavayu? So he told him that we know that by the mitzvah of Egla Rufa, so they find a person that died between two cities. And so the zikna your ear, after taking Egla Rufa, they say, So, etc. So the shayla is, why did the zikna ear have to have a kapora? They're not the murderers. So what's the shayla? The teretz is that if, if this person would have been accompanied out of the city, they would have been malava him, so it's Yitochim that the murder would not have taken place. He would not have been vic- the victim. Because no one was malava him, that's why this may have happened. So the question is, what does that mean? Somebody's malava you, so all of a sudden there's a murder out there, he's not going to get you. So the Baral is Masber, that what's the idea? The idea is that if people are malava you, that means they have a kesha with you, then kasha you to them by accompanying you out of the city. And the mela, you become a kusher to the people in the city, and the mela, where you are, is not defined by your physical presence, but you're connected to the entire shtat, and the zuchus of the whole city is with you. So you and, yeah, but if it did. So the mela, it's Yitach, and he would have left, and he has a din of a chalik of a ganze shtat. It's a different story. It's a different person, right? So what you learn from over there is that a person's location is not so much his physical location, but his spiritual connection. What are you connected? What's your spiritual locus? What are you connected to spiritually? And that touches the person. Whereas if you're left without a spiritual kesher, you're left to your physical devices, then you're in trouble. So... Yosef understood that Paro says to Yahweh, you know, he Paro says to Yosef, send wagons to your father, tell him to come down with his family, and don't worry, I'll take care of everything. So Yosef understands Yaakov is not coming down to Mitzrayim so he can be put up in the Cairo Hilton and uh, have all the amenities of uh, Egypt. Right? He's bringing Eretz Yisrael to Mitzrayim. Yaakov knows it's not where you are, but it's what you're connected to. So unless he can bring Eretz Yisrael to Mitzrayim, he's not coming. So Yosef tells the brothers, I'm sending extra wagons. 
Power just sent a couple of wagons for the people. I'm sending wagons to bring down everything. Bring the sforum, bring the curtains, bring the carpets, bring the, bring the furniture. Else, you bring Eretz Yisrael to the tribe. When, when Yaakov saw that Yosef understood this Yisoyed of Lavoya, that when I told him that when he left, he chapped what the tifkite is, that you are what you're connected to. So he sent me wagons, we're bringing Eretz Yisrael to Mitzrayim. Then, Batuchi, Ruach, Yadvenis, or Yosef, like Yosef. He's still the same Yosef. And so therefore, that's the Yisoyed. You are what you're connected to. There was, there's a message that... Uh, I saw a couple of times there was a, after the Iron Curtain fell and Russia became uh, ice communist so different yeshivas opened up in, in Russia and there was one place so it wasn't a big yeshiva maybe it had a storefront or something like that and there's a guy sitting there all the time and people ask him can we help you? Nah. you like a Farusa? No. You like to learn? No. So after a while, it became a nuisance because they needed every seat. This guy's taken up value of real estate and just sitting there. So the Rosh Hashim comes out and he says, what are you doing here? You, you know, you, what, what do you so he says, let me tell you. He says, a few years ago, I was sitting in a coffee shop, minding my own business. All of a sudden, the KGB storms into the coffee shop. Tell everybody to get down. And the next thing I know, I'm being handcuffed. And I pick up my head to see what's going on, and I get kicked in the head. I get dragged into prison. They don't tell me what I did wrong. And every couple of weeks, I get interrogated. And they don't even tell me why I'm being... And they ask me these questions. And I, I say, can you please tell me what I'm doing? Finally, after a few months, some guy finally tells me, you were part of this gang of people who were planning to overthrow the government. I said, what are you talking about? He says, well, you were in the coffee shop together with these people. I said, yeah, but I was having my coffee. I wasn't with them. He said, if you were with them, you were part of them. So when I finally got out and was able to somehow convince them that I wasn't part of them, I learned this lesson. If you're with them, you're part of them. So I want to sit here because I want to be with you guys and I want to be part of you. So I'm sitting here. If you're with them, you're one of them. So eventually he started to learn and became the great Rosh He's living in him. This is the aside. You, you, you have to define what you're connected to. Where do you want to be? Uh, there was a, another mice in the was uh, years he was one of the Kantanisten. This was one of the cruelest Zayus by Tsar Nikolai, I think, and he took your Jewish kid, nine, ten year old kids, left them into the army for twenty five years. Most of them came out, uh, had no clue whether they were Jewish or not Jewish. And there's one guy, he made it and you know, he never learned anything because they never tried to sit there do Dafyomi when they were in the contradiction camp. But he came out, he was a year. And uh, he got married and he would go to a shear. And he didn't know what's going on, but he every day went to the shear. So his wife complained to the Rav, what's well, my husband's when he's still this time, he can help me with the business, he can help me. And he sits there in the yeshiva, listening to a shear that he doesn't understand. So the Rav calls him in and he says, you know, your wife maybe has a point. So he says, Rabbi, let me explain to you. When I was in the army, 
you had to know the name of every general, every lieutenant. You had to know the name of the czar's children. If you wanted to prove you were a good soldier, you knew you know, the czar, the czar's wife, the czar's children. You knew the major generals, the lieutenants, the captains, the corporals. You knew it all. That proved you were a good soldier. I may not know Baba Kama, but I want to know Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Tarf, and Abai, and Rava. I want to know Rabbi Papa, and Rabbi Rabbi Shur. I want to know the generals. Because when I come up to heaven, at least I'll be able to say I was a good soldier. And that's what you're connected to. That touches up what you are. And so, um, similar vein, it, it, Yosef was, was, went down from the trying. How did Yosef survive all this time in the trying? What, what was he connected to? What, what kept him going, right? So it's a beautiful word from Mordechai Pogromanski. Mordechai Pogromanski was a big ungodly and they'd be in Russia to get France for a while after the war. But he, um, he said over a shot that you find that when Yosef went down to Mitzrayim, so it brought down that uh, the, the Mitzrayim or the Ishmaelim that took him down were bringing perfumes spices. So Rashi says, this is the tzaddik, he shouldn't have to go down with the bad smell of what they usually bring down, naft and tar and oils, whatever, this way. Yeah. So Shilas, listen, this guy's been just come out killed by his brothers. He sent into slavery, sagate them on, right? He says, listen, I'd rather go down with the pitch and the tar, but not with the Ishmaelim, right? So, but, you know, he smelled worse than everything else. What do I have to go down with the... But, what was the message to him? So he gives a marshal. So you have a little kid. He has to have an operation. So um, that the night before, you know, Bobby and Zadie come visit. They bring a present. The next morning, the parents take him to the hospital. And uh, the brothers and sisters go with him. And then they get to the, uh, you know, to the waiting room. They leave. And then just mommy and daddy can take him up until that last area before the operating room. Right? Uh, in some lessons are called the kissing doors, whatever. And so uh, finally, you know, a doctor comes out, a very stern-looking doctor is doing the surgery, and uh, he has to leave his parents, and he starts to cry. And they schlep him into the operating room, and they lie him down on the table. And all of a sudden, the kids start smiling. So the doctor says, what are you smiling about? So he points to the window and he sees his mother's face in the window. And so as long as I don't see my mother's face, I can be happy that everything is good. His, the spices was like Yosef seeing the Rebbeinah's face. And Yosef was saying, listen, I'm with you. Whatever's happening, I'm not leaving you. I'm going to be with you. And that was the Demust Yoikin that he kept with him throughout his Tkufa there. With all the Tzoros and the Trayim, that image that the bunch was with me, that he saw with the spices slowing down, that's what kept him going. Right? And the Maisa, there was a Yid, it was a Talmud of the Deir Yeshiva. It went through, because he went through Shanghai and everything, and eventually became a love in Uruguay. So I think the Blazer Yudel Finkel saw him once. So he says, how do you like to hear here in Uruguay? Was him. 
what I see in front of me is Rebchatzko Levenstein, Rosh Hashiva, Rebchatzko Levitz. I never see you anyway. I just see the image of my Rebbein. So, Lizzie, you will enjoy that terrace very much. That's the Yisoyed Advarim. You have to be connected and keep yourself connected. Right? Otherwise, you know, Logi Apriyan tells a story about there was a hospital in Lomja that people would go into the hospital, you know, with, uh, you know, with the, the earache or whatever, they come up with athletes for it or something like that, you know, to go in with stomach problems, you'd leave with terminal hiccups, you know, so it was like a, a major problem, what's going on, they couldn't figure it out, they called experts after experts, and what's happening over here? So it finally came to the Hakkara, the hospital is so old that the walls are saturated with germs, Right, from who knows when. And so a guy comes in, a patient comes in, he's got one problem, but the hospital is so filled with germs, he picks up all the other problem. So they burnt down the whole hospital and built a brand new hospital. They took the stones and just moved them, carted them away someplace, but they had to get rid of the whole... He says, if in Ruchmius there's germs, there's certainly germs, and in Gashmius there's germs, there's certainly germs in Ruchmius. You have to find out where you can be to keep away from those germs and what you're going to do to be sterilized. And that's, what, that's the way it has to be. So in that vein, in that spirit, you find later in the parsha that Yaakov sent Yehuda to set up a yeshiva. That's the Hotelam-based Talmud. So why did he send Yehuda? The question is, Yehuda is Malchus. You want to start a yeshiva, so you send Levi. You send Yisachar. What is in Yehuda for? Teretz is that Yaakov understood I got to take over Mitzrayim. I'm not starting Yeshiva Mitzrayim. I'm starting Yeshiva in Eretz Yisrael. A Melech can take land and annex it to this country. And I'm sending the Melech. He's going to take this land and make it Eretz Yisrael the soil. A Melech is Kavish. This is going to be an Israeli embassy in Egyptian soil. In Gaza. And, in Gaza, right? And so that, that's where, so the Melech has this Koyach to do that. And that's what you find. It says that the Gemara says that, um, that, 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 that there was Sabra, old people living in Bavel. So Mundi Madriona said that Ika Sabe de Bavel, right? It says that Mech Abu Adama. It doesn't say uh, in the that we shall see them if you if you if you're learning Torah and everything. So they said, but yeah, but they mocked him in the Ma'achim in the base of Medrash in the base of Knesses. Oh, said that's what 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 Mahanigan. That's what was Mahanigan. If you're in the base Medrash, the pshat is you're not stam in the base Medrash in the base of Knesses. You're in Eretz Yisrael. <coughs> in the base Medrash, because also love like all the Bote Midrashes and all the Bote Knesses are going to be undertaken in Eretz Yisrael. So they're all native soil of Eretz Yisrael. And they're all going to go back to Eretz Yisrael. So when you're in the base Medrash and in the base of Knesses, you are in Eretz Yisrael. So they're all people in, in, in Bothell. They're their own people because they're living in Eretz Yisrael. Because then Katmei Ma'achri in the base of Knesses. And that's why the base so... so uh, when I first came to Denver, there was a love who actually gave his shul to the yeshiva. And, and he left, you know, he, he had a shul. And yeshiva came and he said, I'm giving you a shul. And he, we took, the, I still remember, with, with my first couple of years, 
they used to bring in theater seats for Yom Deiroi, because there were so many old-timers who wanted a dozen there. So they brought in the old chairs, and uh, we had the old men, you know, they would come, and they would spend Rosh Hashanah there. So, um, yeah, and Yeshiva Bachel went, went over. You know, they, they, they knew Yeshiva Bachel would tell them to do psicha, whatever it was, so one guy goes over to him and says, your wife wants a mark, sir. And he goes up and he opens the other coins. <laughs> so, but in any case, so um, the bottom line is, so he, he came back once to speak. You know, he made a big shalom uh, aleichem. He came to speak. So he said over that um, there was a rub. He was telling over this Gemara. So because he, he was in Eretz Yisrael, he was very excited about living in Eretz Yisrael. So he told over this Gemara. So he said there was a rub who wanted to it convinced the people in the shul that they needed a floor. They were davening in a muddy floor. They said, we need a floor. So the fundraising was not going very well. So finally he got up and said, you know, Mara says that one day all the shuls are going to go to trouble. We don't have a floor. You're going to be sitting here, and the shivas, the floor is going to, the place is going to take off, and we'll be left behind. So Mela, he was able to get his floor. But I'll call upon him. So the, the aside is always the, the same thing. This is, you have to shop that it's Eretz Yisrael, and, and that's what Yaakov was going to do. And this also explains, before I go into that, the Shilas Agaburcha, Yaakov sent Yehuda Lefonov before anyone came. He had to set up this base of Talmud. So the Shilas, what do you have to do? It? Wait till you come, and he'll set it up, right? So the Yehuda Tzavkas, the Tzavkas says over, there's a halacha, I bought the Erechoimah, you have a house in a walled city. So what's the definition of a walled city? It had to be a city that the wall was there before the city. If they built the city, and then afterwards you added a wall, that's not a walled city, right? It has to have had a wall. The same thing as a city that didn't have a wall from the time Yeshua Benun is not called a walled city, right? It's a list of shop. If the city existed without a wall, and then they built a wall, that means the wall is a luxury. They don't really need it. They survived without the wall. They're strong enough, whatever it is. They don't need. You put up a wall, it's an eye, it's a luxury. You don't need it. To be defined as a walled city means a city that can't exist without the wall. That's the message. We can't protect ourselves. You can't exist without it. He said the same thing with Torah. If I'm going to go there and sit then later on build the yeshiva, it means we can survive without Torah. First you come down and build it. We can't survive without Torah. You go down and build the yeshiva, then we're going to come. First, you have to have the yeshiva, then then we can come. So, so you can say that you see this lakuda that you have to have a harkosha that I'm I'm an Eretz Yisrael, I'm living the shechina wherever you are. That has to be the, the you're defined by what you're connected to with your ruchnis. What are you what are you connected to? What do you define yourself? What do you put yourself? What do you shayach to? So at the end of the parsha, you find very interesting. The parsha goes on and it says. Um, Talking about the brothers coming to Mitzrayim, the Yoshev, Yosef, the Ochri, the Echav, the Itam, the Chuzav, the Mitzrayim, the Meitav, the Ramses, the Kachasiba Paro. It's also, when the brothers came, Yosef says to them, Go to Paro and tell Paro that your shepherds, Kitaibis Mitzrayim. So, you want to tell Paro that your, your profession is Taibis Mitzrayim? And usually, you want to make a good impression, right? You know, so you see a Taibis Mitzrayim, like when I was. Uh, when I was a booker, I had a job in Camp Monk. I was the gate boy. And the gate boy was not the most sophisticated job. You sat there by the gate, and if a car came, you opened the gate. 
So it would be impossible for me to say I was a gay person. I was, I was the dean of admissions. <laughs> so, I was uh, a little bit more respectable. But I'll go upon him. The, the, um, the, the bottom line is that he told him why. Because uh, this way, power will let you live in Goshen. And this way, you know, your shepherd's great. You live in Goshen. We don't want you around. Right? You know, so he, everything was done, even though it meant belittling their profession, as long as you can have your own shetach and you're not going to be connected, you're connected to Eretz Yisrael, not to anything else. That was the Ika Yisoyed. So there's a whole parish at the end after it says, mm-hmm. then it says also in Lechem in Eretz Mitzrayim, Yosef collected all the money in Mitzrayim to give people food. They ran out of money, they came to Yosef, what should we do? So Yosef, give me your cattle. They gave him all the cattle, right? And so Yosef was all the cattle. That year goes by, and they said, well, we don't have any more money, we don't have any more behemoths. So he said, okay, I'll give me your land. And so the parish goes on and says, so finally, Yosef gets all the land. So what does he do? He takes a whole population, and he moves them around, and he moves them from place to place, and everybody has a different location. And then uh, he, he makes this thing, everybody has to give a certain percentage of what they have to Paro, but he makes a special law that the Koimrim, the Galochim, Kichoyk, HaKoyim, is Paro, and they don't have to, they're taken care of. Right? They don't have to work for Paro, they get, they get whatever their carte launch. So, um, and then at the end, it goes back to the story of Yeshim, Sholbeis, Mitzrayim, Beitz, Goyeshim, Yoshim, 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 So what's going on over here? So, Yaakov Kamenetsky, in his Sefer Emes Yaakov, his Masber, Yosef was worried that the brothers would come and start assimilating it and try it. And he wanted to make sure that wouldn't happen. So he made three takonas. First of all, he made sure that there is no balabatim in Mitzrayim. Everyone had lost their house. Everyone moved to another city. Everyone's a stranger. So there's nobody's a boss over there. So therefore, you're not going to be attracted to everyone who's a stranger. So therefore, you can stella back your vinkle and go be who you want to be. Was, that, that was what he took off. Another major thing he took off is what he said to coin in my pocket from our taxes. They don't have to work. They don't have to do anything. They get their land carte blanche. And they, what do you want to accomplish? That shaved lady would also be exempt from any shibud. That the shibud was like a tax to power because it says they, then they appoint it, so they listen, right? So this was taxes, they had to work. The Levim were potter. And because of that, the Levim were always outstanding throughout the, throughout the entire life of Moshe Rabbeinu. They were the ones who fought. They were the ones who Mila Hashem made lie. Because they had the years in the trying, they were just sitting and learning. And they were Mechazik, the rest of Klal Yisrael. But they became that, that elite group that were able to shtelevek for Klal Yisrael a certain standard. And so Yisrael made sure that that's what would happen. Right? And so this way, Klal had their own vinkle, and nobody was about over, and therefore they were able to survive in the trying. Where did Yisrael learn how to do this from? So said that when he talks about that Yaakov gave Yosef, he learned play with Yosef, he gave all his favor that he learned. So Yaakov Nitsky says, and he says this many times, that the Torah that Yaakov went to learn by Shane the Aver was a different Torah than the Torah of the others. Shane the Aver 
actually the words of Torah are probably the same, but they understood Torah from a perspective of living in a world that was totally fakert from the Rabbeinu So they gave over to Yaakov Mahalach and Torah, which was a survival in Golis. How do you survive in a world that's filled with antagonism to the Rabbeinu that's what Yaakov gave over to Yosef, and that's what Yosef survived within Mitzrayim. And here, whatever he's doing, is using that chokma that Yaakov taught him how he's going to finagle a Kleisel will survive in Golos. So that was the godless of what he tweeted, or that was the, the Yisrael that wrote him. So I just want to mention that these thoughts in mind, the the end of this week is a sort of a very often falls out the same week as Parshas Vayigash, and the the tzushel the is that there are three things that happened ches tesim l'teves. We say in the first kina, we say the sort of betevis Ezra Sefer died. The Torah was translated into Yevonis. And uh, the the Yushalayim was surrounded by by Nebuchadnezzar. He says that all of these have one common thread. That Ezra HaSeifer, his major achievement in his lifetime was he got rid of all the intermarriage. Right? He came to Eretz Yisrael and he was told that the Yidna are intermarrying. And so he made a whole asifa and he got rid of all the Goyesh and got rid of all the intermarriage in Calvin Israel. So he, he, he separated, he stopped the assimilation of the Yidden of the Goyesh. The writing of the Torah, so his death is a tragedy because he was there at the vanguard of exempting this. The translation of the Torah into Yuvonis was giving the Goyesh a piece of the Torah. Now, you're going to have to defend the guy and you sit next to a guy in a plane and say, oh, do you translate this verse in Isaiah 7.14? And so they got to deal with that and they have to deal with what the Torah means and what God means. And so now we have to figure out how to alienate the Torah from the guy. And finally, the city of, of, of Yushalayim was surrounded by the Goyim. The shot is that you surround yourself with the Goyim, Hashem will say, I'll show you surround yourself with the Goyim. If you bring the Goyish belt into your life, so that can bring Goyim into your life. Also, I'll show you what it means. And so, Yishlein was surrounded. The first phase of the Churban was a sort of betavis, that the Goyim surrounded Yishlein. It's all a statement that all these these sorrows that we misabled, that there was a breach in the Choymer that surrounded Klaal and the Choymer that we should have that surrounds us, and instead, we surrounded us with different claims, and that's where the problems begin. So, so the Tevis is a time to recognize what you see in the Parsha. And we have the Shtalavek that we have independent life. A Yid lives differently. We has to live in a Sviva that's surrounded with Kedusha and Tara. And then from that position, you can deal with everything else. But you can't surround yourself with the Goyesha. You surround yourself with Tara, with the Choyma of Kedusha. And then 